Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, I've first it. We're going. We're committing. Okay, wait. Um, well, uh, <laughs> and we're going to bop, 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 bop to the top. Five away your inner visions. I don't, is it zip, zap, zop or slip, slap, slop? I don't think it's slip, slap, slop, but I'm also not sure it's zip, zap, zop or whatever the fuck you Flip, said. Slip, slap, flop. Yeah, Wop like a mop. Da, 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 da. Going for your stuff. I'm going to go going for the glory. Is that a line? Is that a lyric? Yeah. Oh. Show some muscle. Do the hustle. <laughs> Shake your booty and turn around. <laughs> Flash a smile in their direction. Show some muscle. Do the hustle. Don't. I should have started with that bit. <laughs> Considering so you, better. it seems like you know more words. <laughs> um, hey. Hi. Welcome to What the Fuck is Happening in the Podcast. Yes, you too. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, how are you, Maddie? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. I'm good. I'm better than I was. You look a bit tired. Well, that's really rude of you. Oh, sorry. Jesus. <laughs> point it out for everyone. <laughs> I feel very attacked. Attacked. Well. And then you scream, that's my opinion! <laughs> it's too late now. I can't do it. <laughs> um, the elephant in the room this week. Okay. Can be, hmm, that last week's episode was a bit depressing. Was it? Not depressing. I don't remember it. Oh, we just talked about floods in Ukraine. Ah, uh, classic us. Because <laughs> we skipped a week. We had so many heavy topics to talk about. Yeah, that's true. Um, But this week's episode should be... Light. Light. Well, actually, I think Nicholas and I are going to fight. Maybe. I don't know. See, it's I was depend. hoping you would change your opinion. <laughs> anyway, look forward to that later in the podcast. First, we have to catch up on pop culture. Okay, what happened this week? Well, the only thing I know is that Kim Kardashian is in big trouble with everyone because she said... That women in business just have to get off their ass and work. And everyone's like, and probably be born into a lot of money. That might help. No one wants to work anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, she said. Uh, they were doing a, all of them were doing a variety article yeah. for the new show. Mm. That comes oh, was that out what it was for? Uh, and she said something like, you know, my biggest piece of advice, piece of advice is that you have to get up off your ass and work. Nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to work anymore. Yep. And everyone was so like, true. um, sweaty. <laughs> Think again. <laughs> Let's just dial back that advice. Let's first analyze <laughs> how you got to where you are. And then. It will go from there. And then you can be in a position to be handing out advice. Okay. Yeah. It's so true. Also, like, there's so many different angles to look at it from because I saw some people were like, oh, I actually did, uh, I worked on the Kim Kardashian Hollywood app. Yeah. And they're basically doing slave labor. They're, like, paying us literally nothing. And if we go and do freelance work for some extra money, they reprimand you. Right. Whack. So people are like, not only is that a bad opinion, you also built your fortune off Slave labor. Of knocking other people down, basically. Yeah. Whack. Um, yeah. And it also just brings to mind the whole Kylie Jenner being the youngest billionaire ever or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, that started from nothing. It yeah, is, self, is, right? self-made. Self-made yeah. billionaire. Well, and it's like... I think that that had a really... I feel like that brought up a really interesting thing because, like, for Forbes, the definition of self-made was um, the money has to... Be entirely earned yourself. No, you're not given any money. And that's technically true of Kylie. The way she found – no, no, hold on. Listen, let me just tell you what I'm going to say and then we can have the discussion. Which I is didn't say anything. That she technically founded Kylie Cosmetics off of money that she earned from modelling. But then 
it's like, but the only reason she got those modeling jobs and was able to earn so much money is obviously because of her name. So it's like, yeah, technically, she she did earn the money herself. She wasn't given the money. The only reason she could model is because she had money from her parents to look the way she looked. Exactly. So So it all stems back to their money anyway. Yeah, but like, this is my point, is that I feel like people, not people, society now has definitely kind of is coming to understand more that like, Mm -hmm. but it's not just, it's not just money that helps you get the way, get to where you are. No, it's it's privilege. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I don't know. My point is, is that, yeah, Kylie technically, according to Forbes' definition, is self-made. But is she really? But no, because if you look literally below the surface, like a single paper-thin layer of surface, (laughs) you will realise. Like, fucking, okay. No, it's not not fucking um, miscongeniality. It's fan favourite. Happy congratulations, Valentina. It's fan favourite. Literally. Rename the definition or come up with a different Yeah. Oh, for thing. sure. Totally. Don't call her the world's first... Not youngest. First, youngest yeah. self-made billionaire. Call yeah. her the first... Something else. <laughs> I don't know. It's not my job to come up with names for Forbes. But don't call her the first... Well, the youngest self-made billionaire because she's not. I mean, I think it's really interesting that everyone just gets so cranky about the Kardashians and about how they're not self-made. And again depends on your perspective but like the again based on the way that Forbes does it like um what's his name Mark Zuckerberg had more connections and was more likely to become a billionaire than like Kylie Jenner for example just because of which is uh, bizarre to me because I'm like no one thinks of Mark Zuckerberg as just but just because of like um the schools that he went to and the people that he knew and the money that he was given and stuff I was like gonna say the reason People don't associate Mark Zuckerberg with that, is because he's not a human. That, uh, he is also a robot true. alien, accurate as well. From out of space, <laughs> out of space, out of space. Um, but anyway, back to Kim Kardashian being dangerously out of touch. Oh yeah, I would love her to tell us how much the price of a liter of milk is or a single banana. Could not. How much could a banana cost? Twenty dollars. <laughs> that was iconic. That's like. The only scene in that show that I've seen. Good. Yeah. Worth it. That's a lot more that you should see. But <laughs> honestly, Arrested Development's like the first three seasons are phenomenal. They were the original run. Yeah. And then seasons four and five were the Netflix ones. And they're like, there. <laughs> I didn't know they did a fifth one. I thought they only did the fourth. No, they did four and five. Um, Whack. Yeah. Look, Kim Kardashian's out of touch. This is not. New. Oh, definitely not. This is not. New news that yeah. should not be shocking to us. No. Um, I'm kind true. of shook that every time she says something, people... Are surprised. Are surprised and, like, blow yeah. it up. It's, like, been trending for days, and it's, like... <sighs> well, I think the, the thing is that I reckon it's because it always happens right after she has a really human moment, e.g. Yeah. this divorce with Kanye, yeah. and so people are like, oh, my God, yes, Kim K, and then she does this, and people are like, ugh. Yeah, build disappointed them up. yet again. Build them up to tear him down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but true. in this case, I'm not saying she deserves it. But yeah, yeah. It's not like she's losing any income from this drama. That's 100 um, percent accurate. Yeah, I just, I don't think it has. What was I saw one quote, but I can't remember who it is, and it was like, I can't remember. Let's not go there. Um, <laughs> I just think she's out of touch, and they all are. And if I didn't find it so stupid, I would be upset. Well, I think the thing that's really frustrating is that they can't seem to, like, acknowledge that they're – I mean, and it's not even that they're privileged now because this level of success obviously is just going to come with a, a a a kind of – there's an expectation of it going yeah, onwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But from where they, like, started, even, even, if, if, even when you think about, like – you go, oh, okay, Chris Jenner used to be an airline hostess. Like, wow, she really has kind of come from nothing. But, like, she, but she married well, with sure. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm not shitting on that. If I could marry in and be a house husband forever, that would be the dream. True, true. But, no, my – oh, fuck. I had a point, but I can't remember what it was now. Uh, no, the point was um, is that I feel like people would be much more forgiving if they could actually acknowledge – 
that they've yes. been born into this privilege. Correct. Because it's like, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. No one. Wholeheartedly. It's, if you get born into it, that kind of is what it is. But you've got to do something good with that. You've got to acknowledge it. And you've got to understand it. You don't have to do something good. You don't have to start charities and stuff. It's true. Just acknowledge that you didn't start from nothing. Yeah. No, it's really, it's really. These girls, yes, really they've true. gone through hardships for sure. Yeah. But they've also had it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. For lack of a better word. Cushioned. Very easy. Yes. It's you know? accurate. It's very accurate. What did, there's a clip of, um, I don't even know what the show was, uh, but it's Jenna Marbles mm. is having a conversation with the Kardashian clan mm-hmm. and like Chloe and some of their close friends and stuff. And they're all talking about this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And Jenna Marbles is the only one who goes, well, hold on. We need to recognise the fact that yeah. we've all yeah. privileged from skin colour and circumstance and everything, you know? It's true. It's really true. And the yeah. rest of them were sitting at the table, like, silent, completely silent, like, <laughs> like completely closed off yeah. from it. It's like they didn't even want to hear it. Yeah. I'll try and, I'll, we'll try and remember and send you the clip. It's wild. I think I've, I've seen parts of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's wild. It um, is. It is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm. For some reason, I take issue more with the fact that Kylie Jenner pretends to be a self-made billionaire than <laughs> Kim Kardashian telling <laughs> millennial and Gen Z, G, Gen Z, Gen Z women to get off their asses. See, I'm totally the other way around. <laughs> Between the two of us, we've got the whole thing covered. Yeah, it's true. So good. I'm not trying to minimize the fact that she built. A business with Kylie Cosmetics. Sure, sure. No, I totally get it. I'm just saying it would not exist without circumstance. Oh, 100%. And, like, if she wants to, you know, dig and dig and dig all the way back to where this all roots from, (laughs) technically it comes from the fact that her father was best friends with someone who killed their wife. That's accurate. You know? That's really true. And then if they don't want to acknowledge that, it comes back from Kim Kardashian, her sister, having a sex tape. Her stepsister. No, sort of. Half sister having a sex tape. Yeah, it's true, for sure. You know, oh, I totally and if you agree. want to go back even further than that, it's Kim Kardashian was leeching onto Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. That's true. And I they totally agree. Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton actually fucking acknowledge the fact that they can't do you know normal work. I would love to see Kim Kardashian do a retail job. Ah, oh. you know they did for a long time in their own shops that their mother owned. That's fair. Still, not still. <laughs> Um, like literally I feel like Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie at least they did the simple life where Mm. they acknowledged the fact that oh yeah we can't even we can't even serve burgers we can't even do the drive-thru or fries and fries or anything no I totally agree like it's such a big black hole of the Kardashians is the fact that they just refuse to acknowledge a how out of touch they are and b that they are really privileged in a variety of ways it's not even just money as you You say it's skin colour and being born in um, in America, mm-hmm. you know. You know what we need? What? An Oprah interview. That'll be... Or an Us interview. Good. Get them on our pod and we'll fucking grill them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> anyway, should we continue shitting on billionaires and move on to Grimes and Elon Musk? Oh, and they... Yeah, cool. They had a baby, didn't I they? I am deeply... I hate them both. But I'm deeply... I thought they separated. They did. I'm oh. deeply obsessed with the fact that they hid another child from the world. <laughs> wait, wasn't it only just born? Kind of. Oh, wait. I thought it was we born like literally know. four days ago. No. Oh, we don't know. Oh, no, no, no. Four days ago is when an article came out. Yeah, saying that it had been born. We don't know when it was born. Oh. Because they had a surrogate. Right. And I guess they got this surrogate before they got divorced or whatever, or separated. Um, literally, she was doing an interview for her new music. Oh, no. And he, she said, interviewer, come to my house. I can't be bothered to leave. We'll do it downstairs. All that's fine. And then throughout the interview, there's two babies crying upstairs. <laughs> oh, my God. And every time the two babies cry, Grimes, like, cringes. And she's like, so, yeah, I wasn't expecting this, but turns out I have to now make a statement saying that we had another baby. Whack! And they, ha- they had a girl. It's got a weird name as well, but it's it not does. as weird. It, well, I it's mean... It's pronounceable is what I mean by it's the not boy, as weird. The boy's name is like Ex-Archangel, right? I have no idea But it's spelled it. fucking weird. Yeah. Um, they nicknamed the baby girl Y. So X and Y, very creative, you know... 
Um, her name is Dark Side Rail Musk. Spelled like that. Dark, dark Side Rail Musk. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. But anyway. No, not the pronunciation, the actual name. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she Grimes said that uh, Elon Musk has, like, taken the baby boy under his wing and is, like, taking him to meetings and stuff. He's uh, One, he's a toddler. Uh, and two, he has, like, nine other children that he's completely forgotten about. Oh, that's right. He's got a lot of kids, doesn't he? Has he has a fuck ton of kids Whack. that he ignores. That's weird. That's weird. That's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's so wild. I don't understand why people, um, like, put Elon Musk on a pedestal. Like, he fucking either. hasn't done anything. And he's one of those people who can't. Uh, acknowledge his mistakes or acknowledge yeah. anything. Yeah. Like, literally, people will be like, hey, your Tesla killed my entire family. <laughs> and he'll be like, not my problem. That's not my fault. <laughs> he didn't even invent the car, did he? I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't fuck. I'm pretty sure he's done literally nothing except become CEO of the company. And, and now got, everyone thinks he's amazing. Didn't he get, like, knocked down a peg? He's not CEO anymore because he smoked weed on Joe Rogan's podcast. That's iconic. And he deserves that. Something else. He's got a different role. <laughs> I can't remember. But <laughs> something embarrassing. Anyway, fuck billionaires. Truly. Including, but not limited to, Elon Musk, Kylie Jenner. Accurate. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Yes. Kim's a billionaire now, isn't she? I'm not sure. I think she is. You'd think she would be. I'm pretty sure. Um, You know, yeah. Uh, Zuckerberg. Yes. Um, what's the Amazon? Bezos. Ugh. Fuck them all. Truly. Jeff Bezos with his Botox. So fucking funny. Did Almost as bad Botox? as Putin's Botox, I tell you. That's so funny. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Ugh. Billionaires. <laughs> weird. They're a weird breed of people. <laughs> Tea. <laughs> so wild. Um, look, I don't even really have that much more... Whack. I don't know what um, else happened. Something this Did week. you see Britney, Britney Spears got a $15 million book deal? Oh, wow. That's, oof, that's going to be. A lot. A lot. I'm excited for it. I, that's, yeah. Am I going to yeah. read it? Probably not. Does she get $15 million to write it and then does she make money from like royalties? I think it depends on the deal. Oh. Some deals are like. Um, His if. You just get a good sum straight away or like. In advance, and then it's done, or you have like um, royalties and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. This queen better get royalties because that book is gonna sell so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh god, I can already imagine. In five years, we're gonna get a Hollywood movie about it too. True. Who's gonna play Britney? Who do you think? Ooh, ooh. I don't know. Maybe Haley Steinfeld. Oh, dye her hair blonde. Maybe I was gonna say. Um, I'm trying to think of like an up and coming young. I can't actress. remember her last name, but Heather from Heather something from Glee. She plays um, Brittany on Glee, and there's an okay. episode of Glee where they do a Brittany episode where they're doing Brittany Iconic. songs, and I think she does "I'm a Slave for You." Iconic. And literally, you some shots you can't, and Brittany guest stars in it. Oh, does she? Britney Spears guest stars. And in some shots, you can't tell if it's Britney from the show or Britney Spears. Wow. It's truly iconic. Wow. Maybe. Maybe Maybe. then. Who knows? Maybe Ryan Murphy's onto something. (laughs) But maybe not. Um, Doubtful. Doubtful. (laughs) Uh, God. If you had to write a book about your life, do you think you could? Uh, Yes. You could? I think I could. I could probably make it interesting. I don't know if anyone would read it because why would they want to? But, like, I could write one and still make it pretty thick. <laughs> what about you? Um, no, I don't think I could. Because I feel like it would have to be more of a collection of essays with, like, you know, lessons learned or whatever, but not less less memoir, more... Uh, word vomit. (laughs) (laughs) Iconic (laughs) stream of consciousness. (laughs) Stream of consciousness. That's the one I was trying to think of. Exactly. So I don't don't think that I would get, not for my life story. That's so funny. That's so funny. 
Have you seen all the shit about Disney? What this time? <laughs> so in Florida, in America, they're trying to introduce, they're trying to legalize the don't say gay bill. Have you seen all that? No. Okay, basically the don't say gay bill is uh, legislation where uh, in primary and middle schools, teachers, people in charge, they're not allowed to acknowledge that gay people exist. They're not allowed to um, acknowledge that gay people exist. They're not allowed to say the word gay. They're not allowed to say homosexual, any of this stuff. Um, in like a good way or a bad way? <laughs> well, La- in a bad way. Oh. In, in a, they can't learn about sexuality and stuff right. at all. Like, or okay. acknowledge that homosexuals exist. Not right. in a bullying way. Right, right okay. Um, so then it goes even further and it's a teacher can't be openly gay. Oh. A teacher's not allowed to be openly gay. If a student comes out to a teacher or a guidance counsellor as gay or trans or anything, they have to then report them and out them to their parents. Oh, my God. It's like some really fucked up shit. Um, Where and Disney... Well, I'm really confused about what Disney has to do well, with this, but that's fucked up. So this is the bill that's been... I think it passed the other day or something. In Florida, did you say? Yeah, it's extremely, extremely fucked up, extremely anti-LGBTQ. Yeah, wow. Just really, really, really horrible. Um, And frankly, it's going to cause a lot of... Yeah. It's going to go from like... I don't know, this might be too dark to say, but the amount of kids that are going to kill themselves because of this... Oh, yeah, no, it's really That is on the politicians in Florida pushing this bill. For sure. Full stop. Oh, yeah. Okay. 100%. 100%. The death rate among LGBT youth is already insanely high. Yeah. And on top of that, all of this shit. Yeah. It's going to be horrible. But Disney comes into it because Disney, as a corporation, donates to politicians and donates to politicians' yes. campaigns oh and God, stuff. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Okay. I see um, where this is going now. And in the past, before Bob Chapek took over, mm. who's the current one, Disney guy, uh, Disney would always make statements and be like, we are so against this, this is bad, full stop, period, that's yeah. it. Um, but since Chapek has taken over, he's kind of just wanted to, quote unquote, stay out of politics, saying this whilst donating means. Disney money, Yes, I mean, for tax reasons or whatever, to politicians. Still. I don't <laughs> I don't care if it's or no, if it's equally... Yeah. Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever. Doubtful. Um, but basically they've recently been donating to these Republicans in Florida who yeah. are pushing for this bill. Ugh. And Disney employees came out and said, we need you to stop donating money to them and to make a statement saying we are against this. Yeah. And I think a week ago, Disney made a statement to their staff that said like, we don't feel the need to stop donations and we don't feel the need to say, make a statement about this Oof. because our support for the LGBTQ plus community comes through in our content. <laughs> <laughs> we make movies and TV show and we make art that uplifts their voices. And it's like... How embarrassing. Well, it's pretty iconic. Bob Chapek listed the shows and movies. Oh, no! Is like it four. like... Oh, my God, They really? were like, love Victor. And it was like that, You well, one, you took that off Disney Plus and put it on Hulu because it was too gay. God. Was one of them Avengers in Endgame? <laughs> <laughs> it was not, but that would have been iconic. Um, or Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> and everyone, and then everyone was like, hold on a second. This is all, you've listed like four things. Oh my God. And not just that, but that's dependent on the country you're in. Yeah. You censor heavily dependent it's just because you want money. It's really true. Um, And then, yeah, basically the employees were like, that's not good. That's still bad. Yeah. So a bunch of LGBT employees got to have a meeting with him and express their opinions, and he was like, I'll think it through. He, yeah. Well, and then it wasn't until a bunch of queer creators and stuff for Disney shows and movies actively came out and said, we work for Disney, and this is fucked up, and we won't stand by it. Pixar, the entire company Pixar. Iconic. They literally sent out tweets and stuff saying, we're so against this and we think Disney should say something. Iconic. It's iconic. Um, so then Disney did turn around eventually and Bob Chapek was like, we're going to stop donating to them for now. 
For now, it's a pause. To be clear, it's a pause. <laughs> We're going to stop donating to them for now. And we are standing with the LGBT community and we stand against this bill. It took them like two weeks of being absolutely minimum. attacked. I, uh... To do the bare minimum. And bullying works. <laughs> In the conclusion. That's kind of my point, is bullying works. <laughs> yeah, Bob Watsy's cock face must be mm-hmm. anti-LGBT. That's like the only conclusion one can know. come to. It's just, it's wild to me that it it takes so much backlash. Yeah. For people to be like decent human beings, you know? Well, it's such a simple thing to do because, like to fix, I mean, it's just like, Donate your money elsewhere. Yeah. It's like that would be the bare minimum. Yeah. Like you don't even like, I mean, you should make a statement, but at the very least, pull your fucking money. Like I it's, agree. you know, people will find out if you pull your money. Yeah. Oh, anyway. And frankly, like 90% of the TV shows and movies that are made under Disney have oh. queer creators. Really? Or only exist because of queer people. Iconic. Yeah, I mean, it's musicals and shit. Musicals yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so yeah look i'm not saying cancel culture works sometimes but like it does work sometimes i don't know if you could even classify that as cancel culture i feel like you could just holding people accountable <laughs> for there that's true i mean it also wasn't like it was a single person it was like a conglomerate <laughs> yeah that's true so, that's really true you know, no never harm, gonna no work foul. yeah truth I don't know. It just really upsets me. Well, I'm me, glad but... that they've said they're not donating money anymore. For now. For now. Yeah. Um, the embarrassment. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot. It's depressing. It is depressing. You know? Yeah, yeah. I do. Anyway. <laughs> just the whole situation in general. <laughs> uh, have you seen I Am Legend, by the way? Is that the one with the zombies and Will Smith? Will Smith, Smith yeah. Um, yeah, but like ages and ages and ages. Okay, ago, do you so. remember he dies at the end? Mm. He dies at the end. Okay. Um, Spoiler alert. It's been out for... <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> 15? I think 15 years? It's been out for 15 years. Um, they're making a sequel. Starring with Will, Will Smith. Smith. <laughs> and Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. And I'm like, how? <laughs> I was curious, curiouser and curiouser. So I Googled it. Okay. And it turns out oh, on no. the Blu-ray DVD home release oh, no! of I Am Legend, no! there was an alternate ending. Of course there was. In the alternate ending, Will Smith Lived. realizes that the zombies are chasing him uh, because oh, my God. they have the zombie leader's wife, oh, my God. <laughs> girlfriend, lover in... The, the science place. So Will Smith gives her back and everything's fine. They all live. Um, and that's the universe that they're deciding to. And apparently that's that's the ending they're going with to make oh a sequel. God. And it's like, but, but this isn't the one that everyone's seen. That's insane. It's not even like everyone owns the DVD of it or anything. I. That's insane. It's wild to me. It's kind of impressive. Hollywood takes things too far you know it's 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 just like you know I've recently had a big change of heart about this okay because I used to be like oh my god imagine Disney Mm. making Jungle Cruise they can't even come up with original movie concepts anymore they have to base them off rides and then I was like found out that the entire Pirates of the Caribbean series is based off a ride and I was like oh okay well wait (laughs) it's not a new thing they've been doing this for a long time like you know remakes have been happening for a really long time Sure. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll stop being so harsh on like sequels and remakes and things based off of other things. Okay. And then they do this. And then right. What? Yes. I don't know. <sighs> it's actually frankly embarrassing. <laughs> it is a bit embarrassing. I don't get it either. It's 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 wild to me. And it's wild. It's come up with another zombie movie. I can't imagine they're gonna like re-release it in theaters with the alternate ending or anything, because who's gonna go see that? This is. I love this movie, by the way. They must be going to start it with either a flashback or it will be the sequence, the deleted scene. Yeah, maybe. That's what they're going to do. Which, and most people are going to be like, what the fuck is this? Truly. <laughs> but this is like the first time I've heard of something to this extent. Like I've yeah. heard of retconning 
Yeah. Mostly in games and stuff, but... Sometimes um, TV shows, yeah. Yeah, but to this extent, it yeah, feels wild. Wild. Like this $300 million box office hit. Crazy. That a lot of people saw. They're just like, forget that. <laughs> We're doing something different. <laughs> CeeLo Green, forget you. <laughs> That's whack. That anyway, is truly whack. I just whack. find that funny, so I, I thought I'd mention that. But speaking of good reboot news, okay, have you seen they've started filming the National Treasure TV show? <gasps> is Nicolas Cage going to be in it? No. Mm, I'll wait and with I'll withhold my judgment then. This is fair. Uh, so as <laughs> far as I can tell, it's set in the same continuity as the movies, mm. but it doesn't have Nick Cage or anything as the lead. Is the dude going to be in it, Riley? Because he was my favorite character. Um, so if he's going to be in it, know. I'd feel. I would assume fake, they're right? going to have cameos and stuff. Can we find out right now, live on well, the pod? No, because they're just filming. We don't have that much info. Have they not released a cast list? Usually yeah. they have at this point. Well, yeah, but they're not going to put guest stars on it. But in conclusion, he's not a main character. Oh, then. no. No, no, no. Sad. No. For me. Not. Um, oh, it's talking about a different a British national treasure. <laughs> Ew. It's really unfortunate. <laughs> I still... When does your Uncharted tickets expire? Oh, I don't know. Not for a while. Fair. I reapplied for a death on the Nile and we've won tickets to that. Just as an aside, it expires on the 20th of March. That's iconic. So we got to get onto that. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That was all wild to me. That is wild. Um, Oh, other reboot news. You know they remade Cheaper by the Dozen? No. It comes out in like a f- like a couple weeks on Disney Plus. <laughs> Ew. I didn't even know it existed until like the other day and I found out there's already been two trailers. Really? Yeah. Ooh, that's going to flop. <laughs> it's wild to me. I don't know. Wild. Wild. Although I love how Disney bought 20th Century Fox and then was like we're going to reboot everything. Iconic. Ice Age, Shrek. Are they? I don't think Shrek is 20th Century. Are they I th- doing Ice they're Age? doing a new Shrek movie too. It's like a reboot, but with the characters. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Have you seen that behind the scenes uh, director's commentary, actor's commentary of Shrek? No. Where Cameron Diaz is talking about the movie. (laughs) And she's like, you know, they showed me the first cut of the movie and I was like, wow, these visual effects effects are so real. I almost couldn't believe it was animated. And it's like, the clip, in, the clip in question is a dragon chasing a donkey and an ogre through a castle. I'm like, come on, Diaz, you're an icon. This queen out here admitting she does not live in reality. Literally. Iconic of her. The only out-of-touch queen that we will Yeah, exactly, uh, that we'll accept. <laughs> that's, uh, the, that's the out-of-touch we like. That's the out-of-touch we like. Uh, have, you, have you still not watched... Have you still not watched Killing Eve? No. Okay, well, the final season has just started. Season right. four. Will you watch it when it's all out? Maybe. Because I've been telling you for years that I think you would love it. Yeah. And this isn't even me saying, watch it because I need to talk about it. This is me saying, I think you would love it, genuinely. Everyone I know has watched it already, so I talk about it with plenty of people. That's... <laughs> um, you're not that special. <laughs> Um, Oof, the devastation. Just, I'm rewatching the first three seasons before I watch the final season. Fair. Because it's been two years since the last season because of COVID. Right. Um, but anyway, rewatching it, and I'm just. Uh, it's. I think it's going to go down as one of the best shows of all time. Really? The characters are all perfection. Every character, side characters, everything. Each one of them is so. Unique and lived in and perfect. And Jodie Comer as Villanelle is perfection. Mm. I think you're going to get hashtag soaked downstairs. <laughs> I know you're not queer. I feel like. But for Jodie Comer as Villanelle, I think you're going to like literally. Fair. Very fair. Orgasm on. That's iconic. <laughs> She's so fucking good at it. I feel like Killing Eve was one of those things. It had so much hype in the beginning, and I I hardly hear anything about it anymore. That I think that's because of the channel. Two years. What's the channel? It's made by BBC America. What the fuck? Yeah. I didn't even know America had a BBC. They only, yeah, I, it's, it's a pay TV channel. British. 
Yeah, um, it's like BBC America. The only, I only know three shows that have ever come from it that have actually gained traction mm-hmm. and attention, which is Killing Eve, mm-hmm. uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, mm-hmm. and that's because Netflix picked it up, uh, and Orphan Black. Oh, I've heard of that. Orphan Black, which I watched the first two seasons of. Mm-hmm. I will go back to it eventually, um, which was fantastic. It was really, really great. Was that clones? <laughs> um, Interesting. But they're the only three shows that I've heard about from BBC America. Mm. To be fair, all three critically acclaimed. But um, yeah, I feel like they make one show every decade. Iconic, you know? Yeah, I do. Even though all three of these have come out in the last decade. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so that was factually incorrect. Okay, three shows a decade. But yeah, I don't know. I think when you eventually get around to Killing Eve, you're going to be obsessed. Okay, all right. Let me put it on my list. And the lead characters are Jeremy Jodie Comer and Sandra O. Oh. And speaking of Sandra O, oh, she is also Sandra a lead oh. in Turning Red. Is she? She's the mum. Interesting. Okay, uh, is that the segue into that? That is the segue into Turning Red. Okay. Cool. So for context, <laughs> for context, the movie we watched this week to quote unquote review mm. was Turning Red, which yes. came out yesterday. It we did. I was going to watch it at work and then I I go log on to Disney Plus and it was like coming soon. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I hate that, that they. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're probably actually lucky because uh, like with streaming mm. shows are released worldwide. Mm-hmm. At the same time. Yes. Which is usually midnight in America. Right. Which for us is 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. Yes. The next day. Right. So I feel like between midnight and 5, 6 p.m., I think we, we've got the upper hand because we can just go home and watch it for movie night, you know? Yeah, I guess that's true. Whereas they have to wait and avoid spoilers throughout the whole day until they get home at night to watch it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I don't feel like there was that big of a buzz about this movie, but maybe you're right. People, I've seen a bunch of tweets about parents who are like, please, I'm begging you, have a good enough song in it that my toddler becomes obsessed with it so I, don't, I can stop listening to We Don't Talk About Bruno. Iconic. <laughs> we can have a different movie on that's not Encanto. Uh, which I think they'll be disappointed because this movie, Turning Red, absolutely iconically is for, like, tweens and teens. Yeah. It is the least Disney Pixar movie I've ever seen by Disney and Pixar. It's weird. It's weird. Okay, well, just what... I need to know your general outlook on it first because I'm obsessed with it. I don't really know. I really struggled watching it. Um, and I don't really know why. The whole time I was like, okay, Madison, do you not like it? Because is this like some kind of repressed racism going on here? Oh like, why are you not enjoying yourself? But I just didn't. I don't know. And there's no reason why I don't didn't like it. But I just, I don't know. I just found it really weird and kind of pointless. And I don't really do well with weird and pointless. <laughs> I can agree it was weird, but pointless? I mean, I think it kind of, it found its way in the last, like, five minutes. It realised it had a point. (laughs) You're so stupid. It gave me Clueless vibes. You know, that movie where it's like it doesn't really have a point, but it kind of has a point. It has so many points. held together by... As a whole, the movie's about coming-of-age puberty adolescence. So is every other movie. This one's literally about a girl... Quote unquote, getting her first period and becoming a giant red panda because it's that time of the month. She literally has a sexual awakening mm. and then the next day turns into a giant panda. It's pretty funny. That's the overall point. <laughs> yeah, no, look. And I then mean, the sub points are a love letter to friendship. That's true. And that how was much nice. friends are important, how much friends mean. Yeah. And how to grapple. And merge being your own person and your family's legacy yeah. together. Yeah. It was nice. I would never watch it again and I would tell <gasps> my family don't bother watching it. I would absolutely watch it again. No. I, loved I mean, it. I might like it again on a And the music was iconic. Four Town. That was pretty accurate. 11 out of 10. That was hilarious. <laughs> Did you know? Well, I think the thing is, is that even though we were growing up in that era, I feel like it's really, it's niche 
to <laughs> to people who are interested and intrigued by that, like because it was set in two thousand and four, so it was weird. Two thousand two. That's even weirder. Do you mean a niche? As in, it was set. It's it's weird that I'm, they would set it in such a specific time frame. Yeah. Or that it's got like boy bands and stuff. No, that they would set it in such a specific time frame that oh, okay. no one except well, the people okay. our age relate to. As a side note, because before I forget, you know that Billie Eilish and Phineas wrote all the songs for it. That's iconic. No, I didn't know and that. And he was one of the boy band members. Hilarious. I love that for him. Which is iconic. And that's it's why. truly. Nobody Like You is a banger. It was a banger. The songs were bangers. Absolute banger her. Truly. Um, <sighs> I will say about the nicheness. Right. The nicheosity, mm-hmm. the nicheism. That I, when I did watch it and I finished it, I cried a little bit, and I was like, "Wow, I'm obsessed with this. It's incredible. I love it. <laughs> it's amazing." <laughs> I because I relate, and yeah. I don't know if the niche was just my exact experience, experience yeah, <laughs> and that's why I loved it, yeah. or if it was because a genuinely good movie, yeah. But like, it's got like a 95 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I think. I think critics genuinely enjoyed it. Less than twenty four hours. That will go down. No, it won't. <laughs> critics get the movie a week before. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fair. Oh, uh, but no, I mean, I really loved it, and I thought how iconic of them to do an actual more grown up movie with like swearing and sexuality. I and- think my thing is is that I go into a Pixar or a Disney movie. With a specific set of expectations. And so it's not necessarily bad that they were, you know, broadening their horizons, doing something outside of those expectations, but I didn't expect it. And so I was shocked and not delighted. Interesting. <laughs> I think, See, I, think I, I don't I know. I appreciate when they do something different. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I wish, I again, I probably would three watches down the track, but like. See, I thought it was a tight 90 minutes. Yeah, that was good. I thought that the ritual, you know how they did the ritual of the first first time they did the ritual and she decides to run away? Um, I thought that came at the perfect time to then set up the big finale. Fair. I thought it was. Yeah, the timing timing of the second half was better. First half was weird. Interesting. It's a lot of setup. It's just a lot lot of of nonsense. There was not a lot of nonsense. The whole point was that she exploited this thing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, for people who aren't <laughs> going to watch it, she basically realizes that um, by thinking about like her friends and loved ones and stuff, she can control when she transforms into this giant red panda. Mm. And to that point, her and her friends decide to girl boss. They did. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss it, and absolutely capitalize on the panda. On the panda and do like photo shoots and make a fuck ton of money and do, so that they do can go birthday to birthday party concert. appearances and stuff. It's really iconic. Which, to be honest, was definitely highly relatable for me. They said capitalism. Yes, we ma'am. are that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we will go and see Four Town. <laughs> Which was very, very iconic. It um, was. And then lessons are learned along the way. Yes. I think it was. Um lessons learned and I also think it was a really a really nice a nice thing to see the kind of Chinese family legacy culture yeah like the amount of pressure that's put on kids and stuff uh in a film like this um uh, yeah again you know half my my dad's side of the family is Chinese and Mm. my mom's side of the family is French and Spanish so both both of those cultures have very strong, yes. you know, family, family dynamics yeah. and, and opinions and visions of what people should people's yeah. lives should look like and stuff. So I think that's why I related to it so much and being yeah, like the, fair. you know, the gifted child to to depressed loser um, pipeline. <laughs> you know, when were you like yeah, you're reading? Sure, yeah, yeah, reading yeah. Harry Potter in first grade and stuff. Yeah. And being told that you're the smartest and yeah. the best at yeah. academics and all that. And then yeah. when you realise you can't live up to that your whole life. Then Oof. Flop. This is getting deep. Um, yeah. No, I totally – I don't know. 
Yeah, because all of those individual elements, like I was with, I got it. I think it was just the way that that story was told that made me go, oh, just was, felt stupid. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was, uh, May May as a character was pretty cringe at the beginning, but I think that's because she was meant to be. Yeah. She was meant to fair. be that golden child teacher's pet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. I showed you that SNL sketch with David Harbour where it's the little yeah. Miss teacher's pet. Yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, it is. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and yep. it's like just a bunch of girls who are that person. Yeah. Uh, she's very much that, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, A people pleaser. The characterization was the actually really good. And I think that that's why the beginning was so probably jarring because she was such an intense character. <laughs> um, which is why I appreciated for the first 10 minutes it was about her and meeting our friends and stuff and this like intense uh crazy character being in your face and then yeah. they had that quiet moment at the temple yeah. straight away yeah like 15 minutes in yeah i really liked that i thought it balanced it all out and then it led into the most iconic moment in film and tv history which is live on screen in this pixar animated film a teenage girl having her sexual awakening <laughs> I oh was my god! Living, I almost screamed. That scene was pretty iconic. I'm Screams not gonna I lie. Scrumped. <laughs> I was living. It was pretty iconic. I mean, that was really quickly overshadowed for me by her mum being the most embarrassing person alive. Are you kidding? The most iconic line in the film came from that. Oh, what was that? When she goes to the convenience. Okay, so for context, Maymay is like. Uh, nonplussed by this cute guy yep. that works at the local convenience store that all of her friends are obsessed with. Uh, and then she is doodling in her sketchbook and she's like, oh, this person that I'm drawing actually kind of looks like the guy from the convenience store. How weird. I guess he's kind of cute. And by cute, I mean hot. And by hot, I mean sexy. And slowly she starts drawing, it's implied, like, pornographic shit. She's basically drawing porn of her and this convenience store boy. Um and she's like crossed her legs real tight and stuff. Like it's very, it's not subtle. She has this sexual awakening on screen where she's like having physical reactions to how funny. hot and sweaty she is to this about this guy. It's true. And then she like hides under her bed and like goes crazy. And it's then her hilarious. mom knocks and comes in. And the most realistic part of the entire movie was when she was like, "Don't look at the book. Don't look at the yeah, book. Don't yeah, look at the book. Don't look at the book." And then her eyes like briefly just flick down. Yeah. And the mom's like. What's in the book? Yeah, it's so true. That was oh, I felt that was very realistic. That's very much me. Truly. Whenever I'm lying. Truly. No, the, the but, characters were realistic, if like over the top, as yes. one does. But then she has this moment and the mom finds the book and she's appalled and disgusted. And she's like, wait, this looks like the guy from the convenience store. I'm going to go read him to filth. Literally. And so I don't get the line wrong. <laughs> you wrote it down. I wrote it down. <laughs> okay. Mum, Sandra O's character, drags Mei Mei to the convenience store in yes. front of all of his school friends and stuff. Mm. And she says to the convenience store boy, who's like a lifeless teen. Yes. Um, <laughs> what age are you? You look 30. <laughs> and he goes, I'm 16. And she goes, see, this is what happens when you don't wear sunblock and do drugs all day. <laughs> and I said, ma'am. The library is open. <laughs> I'm living. How iconic of Sandra O's character to absolutely read this boy to filth. She said, 16, honey, 16 going on 40. Okay? Just like the bitch from The Sound of Music. It's funny. That's true. That was pretty iconic. <laughs> I was living. That was so damn funny. Oh, my God. That whole scene was... Horrific. Horrific. Absolutely horrific. But iconic. But iconic. Hilarious, for sure. Yeah. Oof, wow. I'm getting vivid flashbacks to that scene now and how traumatized I felt. Yeah. And then the next morning is when she turns into the panda panda for the first time. Yes. And the mum's like, well, Mei Mei's freaking out and the mum's like, oh my God, it's happening. I can't (laughs) believe it's happening. She's having a period. And on screen, they show pads and yeah, stuff in this true. Disney film. I was shooketh. I was that's like, true. yes, thank you. Yeah. I am living. That's true. Imagine all the 13-year-old girls yeah, that's watching this and being like, oh, maybe I don't have to be so 
if they're talking about this in a Disney film, maybe I don't have to be so embarrassed about this to talk to my parents and stuff, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's, I loved it. That's I thought fair. it was wholesome and lovely and sweet. Yeah. The red peony bloom. <laughs> also the fact that there was like two men in the entire movie. <laughs> one of which was the husband and he had like one speaking line, which was to be emotional support. Okay. Iconic. And then the other was the little, the mean little boy <laughs> who ended up being a massive Fort Town fan and joining part too. of their friendship group. So all up the gender roles. Iconic in this movie. Yeah. Um, we can start wrapping that up. My yeah. only other point about it is that at the end of the movie, um, basically May's mother and aunties and grandma mm-hmm. all have to turn back into pandas mm. after keeping them suppressed for, you know, their whole lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all go through this ritual where they have to go through a portal and separate mm-hmm. their human bodies from the panda. spirit of the panda. Mm. And... I cried <laughs> when May and May's mum were talking. Yeah. Through the thing. That was cute. And they were each trying to grapple with how how life will change because they're trying to be the people they want to be kind of thing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, and also the dangers of repressing a side of yourself for so long. Kind That's of thing. true. I thought that was really cool too. But no, um, May was like... I don't want to lose my family. I want to keep this panda because I think it's a part of me and that's yeah great and you should be able to be fully yourself. But I don't want that to impact my family. I don't want you guys to love me less or to yeah not want to be around me because I'm choosing to keep this panda. And the mum was like, no, the farther you go, yeah, this was the cute. prouder I'll be. That's true. And I was like, <laughs> that was Shakespearean. <laughs> These writers. That was everything. <laughs> that was such a good line. That was um, what? What's the one division line? What, what is, is grief, grief if, if not, not love persevering? persevering? It's very that. <laughs> it is very that. It's yeah. very that. It is. Um, yes. But I just love that line so much. And yeah. I was like, Ooh, now I cry. Fair. It was good. I still think you're a stupid slave for not liking it. <laughs> and that's the team. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't like it. Also, the animation was gorgeous. The cityscapes were, like, absurdly beautiful. That's true. And that's the tea cyst. <laughs> it was anyway. giving me 3D anime. If you're okay with, with the Disney movie being a little offbeat, I say watch it. Yeah. And love it. True. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, we've got to wrap up now. Okay, I, I already have my what the fuck of the week. Oh, okay. You so, go. Binny, get yours ready. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I had a ton of coffee, so I'm like... That's fair. Anyway. Oof. My what the fuck of the week this week mm-hmm. is Twitter's update. I don't know if you've Did seen it. No. Okay. <laughs> Since its creation, Twitter's basically let you choose between home, which is popular tweets, uh-huh. and latest tweets, uh-huh. which is a chronological order of the tweets. That nice. have been tweeted. <laughs> that have been twit. Okay? <laughs> Twat. <laughs> so there's popular and latest, right? Right. And usually you just hit a button in the corner and you pick which one you want. Right. To be the default. You shut it, you come back, it's all, it's the way you want it. Right? right. They went and updated it this week. Mm. So now you open Twitter. Get this. <laughs> and there's two tabs. Mm. And... The tab that it opens to is popular tweets, mm-hmm. which are just from randoms mm-hmm. and some people you follow that like actually got attention and stuff, but mostly randoms. And then you have to swipe across, you just swipe once to get to the latest tweets. Right. And from there you can do your chronological. That's bad enough as it is <laughs> because you shut the app and you go do something else right. and you open the app back up and it defaults back to the popular page. Right. Which is fucking stupid and annoying. Yes. Because one... It's using up twice the amount of storage Fair. to load these two different timelines. Okay. And two, oh, this is the part that really grinds my gears. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. The button to change is still there, right? Uh-huh. You click it, guess what options you're given. 
Not the right ones. Not the right fucking ones. You're given the option to keep it as is, where it defaults to the home popular page, and then you have to swipe to get chronological. Or you can pin it to be just popular and no chronological at all. There's no option to get rid of popular and keep chronological. Can you believe the absolute audacity? Not Twitter out here trying to be like TikTok. (laughs) The absolute audacity of these tweeters to say chronological, more like, no, ma'am, you're not getting that because that's the good option. We're only giving you the bad option. That's what they said. Iconic. Um, It's just so fucking infuriating that they literally have the option to get rid of one of the tabs. Why would they not give the option to get rid of the other one? Either tab. It's really... Hmm. Anyway, the amount of backlash they got is insanely extreme, so I think that it'll change back soon, and I can't wait for that because I fucking hate it. <laughs> um, and that's my what the fuck of the week is Twitter being a dumb fucking slut. You're not Instagram, you're not Facebook, you're not TikTok. It's true. The, one of the only good things about you, Twitter, <laughs> is that you had chronological timelines. Yeah, unlike everybody else, <laughs> literally. And now, what have you got going for you? Trash. Nothing. There's no redeeming qualities, ma'am. Oh. And that's that on that. That's a shame. Anyway, that's my what the fuck of the week. Well, my what the fuck of the week, I'm going to piggyback off yours and say TikTok's introduced 10 minute long videos. I saw this. Why? How, why? You know, know, I thought it was like over the top when they introduced three minute videos. It's like, who's going to watch that? Not me. (laughs) Not me. Who's going to watch a 10-minute video? And it really scares me, the idea of starting to watch a video and it's really good and then I have to watch it for 10 minutes because um, I didn't know what I was getting into. I know, and it's interesting too. Sorry to hijack, but it's interesting as well because now there's a whole genre of TikToks, which is people that have gotten popular off just recapping three-minute videos mm. in 15 seconds. Yeah, that's have true. Have you seen them? Yeah. It'll literally just be someone's entire TikTok is them stitching. Yeah. What is it, like? Duetting, stitching, stitching yeah. a TikTok that goes for three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and they're doing like a handstand or something and explain yeah. the entire thing yeah. in a condensed 15 seconds. Yeah, perfect. That's my type I of I think video. it's hilarious that they said we're going to introduce three-minute videos to get some nuance. Right. In these TikToks. <laughs> and the creators found a way. Life will find a way. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's yeah. It's so fucking funny to me. It is pretty funny. And then 10 minutes is a whole other thing. That's just, it's too long. You, like, there's no way that people aren't going to be uploading entire episodes of Spongebob. Surely. Or two-part episodes of sitcoms or something, right? I mean, you'd think. That's the only reason I'd use it. I'd watch <laughs> 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. Okay, I mean, not use TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I can, I can very much see myself being like, wow, this video is so good getting 30 seconds in and being like, how long does this go for? And then just moving on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I say, I say 10 minutes is too long, but I'll, I watch like two-hour videos on YouTube, so. Well, see, but you know what you're getting into on YouTube. That's true, and it's if it's a two-hour video on YouTube, it's like a video essay. Exactly, and you know, you're like, okay, I am here. I have cleared two hours. I am ready to get into a deep dive. I'm yeah. on TikTok. I just need some to fill my time for a few minutes. I need that I just quick want to scroll. adrenaline hit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I just want to scroll and find something funny. Videos. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I mean, that's every company that on that. should hire us. I agree totally. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, go ahead. So we're Bye. all good. We're all done. <laughs> um, next week, I think we'll have an episode with Paula. Oh, yes. Right? Cute. I care. From Stumble Through? Yes. Yeah, I think that's next week. Um, I, I have to know. double check. But basically, yeah, next week we'll have a crossover <laughs> episode with Paula from Stumble Through, and it's very exciting. It's a very great episode. We loved it very much, Lee. It's true. Maddie, what are your socials? Um, At Harness Creation <laughs> on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, and HarnessCreation.com. Dot AU. Dot AU. Or on the internet. <laughs> Lady Alice 101 on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, yep. YouTube, all that shit. Um, if you want to follow the pod, you can at WTFIH Podcast on Instagram, yes. TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube. All the links are down below as usual. If you want to follow me on Twitter or TikTok, it's NIC underscore sushi. Iconic. I love talking fast. <laughs> it suits you. If I get into like the role of it, then it's like I don't stumble on my words. I can't. Anyway, thank thanks you so much for listening, listening to What, what the, the Fuck, fuck is happening, happening, the podcast. Bye. Bye. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.